0: Welcome everyone to Han's Shop First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week we're talking about seven. Mm-hmm. Super so delightful run. I believe
1: you mispronounced that, Jeff.
0: Yeah, it's se 7 in. <laughs> that
1: might be the most disgusting thing about this entire movie. <laughs>
0: Alright, this movie came out in 1995. Directed by David Fincher. Written by Andrew Kevin Walker. Starring Morgan Freeman, Brad Pitt, Kevin Spacey, Gwyneth Paltrow, and others. Arlie Ermy. There you yeah. go. John C. Reilly. Yeah, Johnny, Johnny C. It's true. And, um... Yeah. But, oh, well, one thing before we get started. Bringing up Patreon. Everyone go to our Patreon site. Support us. Get all the extra content of Star Wars talk, Simpsons talk, voting on upcoming episodes, and book reports at some point. Thank you. Contribute.
2: <laughs> yep. All also, right. if you haven't seen Seven, uh, spoiler alert because you really need to watch that movie before listening to this podcast.
1: Yeah, that's probably a
2: good idea.
0: That is true. Uh, Patreon.com slash Hans Shot First.
2: Slash watch seven before listening to this.
0: Yes, slash spoiler. I mean, I think people know by now we're gonna spoil our movies. So, but yes, this is one of yeah. those movies you don't want spoiled.
2: Yeah, definitely.
0: So it's not good. like the ending. Uh, never mind. I won't do it. Okay. Um, <laughs> Scott, you nominated this movie. Uh, what's your history with it?
1: So I saw this in the theaters. There was a lot of buzz about this movie. There, there was a period around this time. Uh, it's around the. Se- like, a few years before, um, uh, damn it. Was the M. Night Shyamalan Madinan one? The... Signs? No. <laughs> six Sense. Six Sense, thank you. Uh, were there, were these kind of, mm, not, not exactly revival, but just a, a slightly more cerebral, uh, take on horror, and... Uh for me this is absolutely a horror movie. Yes, there's some kind of noir uh detective stuff going on, but at the end of the day this is just about the the horror everything going on. Uh but yeah, I saw it in the theater um as as we pointed to before, there's a big uh twist spoiler to this. And yeah, the first time around it was pretty shocking.
0: All right. I'll go next. Uh, My History, I did not see it in the movie theater. I probably had it delivered on a red envelope from Netflix at some point. I saw it much later. Um, But the ending was, I had not been spoiled by it. I did not know anything about the ending. So luckily that wasn't ruined for me. Um, And yeah, I I don't consider it a horror movie. I consider it a suspenseful movie. But I don't know, I I categorize horror differently than I think. Most people would. And you could put it in there. But for me, I wouldn't consider this like a Halloween like horror movies are Halloween movies for me, and this I wouldn't okay. uh, consider I mean I, I, I agree
1: uh, that there's there's definitely a level of suspense there.
0: Yeah. Um, but there there's definitely some some suspense, some gore and all that stuff. But yep. Um Alex. Yeah, I also saw this in the
2: movie theater. I don't remember how many times I saw it. I think I might have only seen it the one time, but it made eleven like... eight seven <laughs> times? <laughs> But it made a huge impression on me, because just the last time I watched it, I was remembering, you know, a bunch of stuff, a lot of stuff I already knew. Um, but yeah, it's one of those movies that just sticks with you. For for good or ill, it'll, it'll stay with you for a while. And uh, yeah, I don't recommend eating or about to eat or just have eaten before watching this movie. Uh, Alex, and, you should
1: have... I, I wish... stop. I wish I'd talked to either one of you before I sat down to watch this. With a couple of slices of uh, meat lovers pizza, gluttony. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much. As I, and then I polished it off with a, a few uh, Girl Scout cookies.
0: Cheapest. <laughs> um, I will say so. We're making fun of the title. So in IMDb, and I remember all the promotion. It was you know, letter S, letter E, the number seven, E N. But on the poster here it's just the word seven, so I yeah, do you remember mm. i what I, is the official? I don't remember thinking
1: anything about that at the time and just calling it seven, so I don't know,
0: yeah, okay,
2: I think the official one is with the number seven in it because that's how it appears in the movie,
0: okay, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: it's such a studio thing too, like. I'm I'm sure David Fincher was like, yeah, this will be the best part. <laughs> some some guys still, like, high-fiving each other that they came up with this shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, and one thing I was reading about, I did a little bit of, uh, you know, trivia on it over that. he This was, I think, his first movie after um, Alien 3? Or, he wasn't oh, okay. the David Fincher we know now, so he yeah, had to prove himself. Yeah, this
1: was the movie. one that kind of, not launched him, but... Put him on the next tier.
0: Yeah, because Alien 3 was 92. And then he has video short, video short, video short, video short. Yeah, this is his first, basically, motion picture since Alien 3. Um, so, yeah. And then he follows up with the game and Fight Club and uh, and other stuff. So, yeah, this brought basically... Put him on the map. All right, well, let's get into it. As usually... Uh, man, he did a lot of, like, Paul Abdul, Madonna... Videos, Don Henley video. I didn't know that's you how that's music how a lot of these
1: guys got their cut their teeth or whatever. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, anyway, Yeah. As usual, we talk about seven items from the movie. So uh, Scott, no, no, nope. to...
1: the complete coincidence. By the way.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> that is true. We always use seven, but today even better. So what's your number seven, Scott?
1: Um. So just get this out of the way now. Uh, at the time I didn't, I, I didn't think as much of it, but then again, I was, I don't know what, what, what year did this movie come out again?
0: 95. 95. Yeah.
1: I was, I was a teenager. Uh, I didn't think as much of the plot hole, (laughs) plot holes in this. Um, if you really break down what's going on, uh, the, (laughs) it's akin to that. The thing that I always hate movies when villains let themselves get captured. Yeah. It's if they know exactly which cell and who's going to be on staff and everything's going to line up for them to enact their evil plan. Uh, this is this is almost that with the final plot twist, um, because as the movie starts, uh, Detective Mills and his wife are just getting into town, like they basically just arrived, and the uh, John Doe character has set things in motion from at least a year prior.
0: Right, because they say the guy, he was starving to death, right? Like, yeah. that guy was... Yeah, year a yeah.
1: year to the day. Um, so, yeah. And then, it's something that I was thinking about, it's not really a plot hole, but they, they do point out that, at least in uh, the Divine Comedy, that the sins are enacted in a certain order, and John Doe does it in a different order. I forget what they said about that, like... Alpha or or did they just kind of hand wave that in the movie? Because they do bring it up.
2: No, they bring it up, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think Morgan Freeman said, oh, we can't assume, you know, that he's following this, you know, ah. a, a traditional strict code rather than his own. Okay, well, I'm Something glad
1: like Well, I'm glad they spent, like, 20 minutes in the movie explaining all that, then. Yeah. <laughs> so, again, uh, a few plot holes. Um, but, yeah, the, the biggest <laughs> one being um, lining up the delivery at the end of the movie. Uh, for those that know what I'm talking about, um, just depending on some schmuck to drive out to the middle of the desert <laughs> to be there at the exact time through, like, L.A. traffic and everything seems uh, miraculous. But I guess that's the point, is, the, is that John Doe thinks he's uh, working through God, as it were. hmm So, but yeah, w- watching it this time around, it, it did kind of bother me that that everything came together the way that it did,
0: at the end, anyway. Mm-hmm.
1: So, yep, plot hole.
0: All right. Uh, my number seven is... I'm not going to go through all... The, all the individual deaths are gross, but that... They go into the room with all the air freshener uh, tree freshers hanging from the ceiling, and the guy's all skin and bones, and he's still alive. He's like... That was pretty messed up. That, was that pretty bothered cool. me. That...
1: that mm-hmm. You know, I, I remember... Commenting on audition, another spoiler uh mm-hmm. <laughs> when the guy gets let out of the bag, I'm thinking how kind of shocking that was, yeah, but they that kind of been done here in uh in seven I don't know if seven was taking its cues for something else my my boy knowledge of horror movies isn't that great, but uh yeah, it definitely was horrible, I agree Jeff yeah.
0: All right, uh, Alex, number seven.
2: Uh, my number seven is Morgan Freeman reading. <laughs> can't can't get enough. I mean, he's reading some horrible, very demented stuff, but it's ah, oh, it's so relaxing.
1: Can't get enough of that Morgan reading.
2: Yeah, <laughs> he's just, hey, come here, listen to this a bit.
1: <laughs> he
2: starts just reading from John Doe's notebook. Did you guys, that was great. Did you, did
1: you guys notice the uh, bus driver from Speed is also a security guard at the library?
2: Yeah,
0: I did. I did. <laughs> That's so crazy that we all... <laughs> like. That's the bus driver from Speed.
2: It's the bus driver from that movie with the lady in the bus. <laughs>
0: yep. And if the speed doesn't go below 50, I think it's called the movie of the bus that couldn't slow down. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh.
1: the, the critic... Uh, they did they did a preview for Speed Two, Speed Reading, <laughs> and then it and then cuts Keanu reading, yeah, it cuts to Keanu reading a book and Dennis Hopper telling him if he reads less than like twenty words per minute <laughs> the book will explode. Book will <laughs> and explode. Keanu goes the fish. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Alright, uh, Morgan Freeman reading is better than uh, Keanu reading. Let's get on to uh, Scott, number six.
1: Uh, <laughs> I, f- I had forgotten about all the rain. So I knew that it was a part of the scene, at least, when uh, they when Brad Pitt gets his face broken. Uh, mm-hmm. But I forgot that it's pretty much the whole movie. And I was looking for like some kind of symbolism for it. And I really couldn't come up with a, a good one. Other than just to make it, I don't know, to set the mood, like it just—I I can't say it was a good thing or a bad thing, but it was definitely noticeable throughout the entire movie, um, mm. almost distracting at points. Because Brad Pitt's like constantly like shaking his hair out and <laughs> like water's dripping from uh, Morgan Freeman's hat. Um, the only thing I could really think of was that, despite all this water, um, well, a couple things really, despite. All the water, like washing everything away. Everything was still dirty and grimy. Like it didn't matter, um, mm-hmm. as if to note that it didn't matter what the detectives were doing. Like everything was going to end horribly. It, maybe it was just to tie into the whole biblical thing. Uh, yeah, it just it's a flooding flood, and yeah. trying to wash away all yeah, the f- all the, all the, all the sins. Yeah, yeah, Can't do it. Yep, yeah, that's that was the other thing I thought of. The third thing was that they clearly weren't filming in Los Angeles, so <laughs> the rain was a good way yeah. to kind of mask all that hmm So until they drove out to, like, wherever they were, like, Mojave at the end, there was, like, nothing recognizable. Anyway, rain, rain,
0: rain everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to, I think it just make it look cool and fit with the atmosphere in the movie. Probably.
1: <laughs> I feel like that was David Fincher's, like, number one
0: priority when he made this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, all right. Uh, my number six is that... <laughs> That one scene, I completely forgot about this until it happened when the, the chief, I don't know going to call him a stupid chief in this movie, but the chiefs sit there, the guy's phone rings and he answers, it, this is not even my desk, and hangs <laughs> <Yeah>. up. Yeah, <laughs> that was great. Oh, this not even my desk. This is <laughs> not even my desk. That's all he says, and he hangs up. It's gold. It's gold, Jerry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I snorted a little bit when I saw that. I was like, oh, God. This is not even my desk. <laughs> That's my number six, Alex. your number six.
2: Uh, my number six is pretty much the the happiest point in the movie. It's the dinner at the Mills, <laughs> where Gwyneth Paltrow invites uh, Morgan Freeman's character, Detective Somerset, over for dinner, and it was a pretty good exchange with the uh, <laughs> with the phone call at the uh, in the office, and. Uh, Mills not knowing, it's like she said, "Oh, I'm invited to dinner at your house tonight." I accept. It's like what? Uh, it was a nice little scene, and uh, yeah, which is part of the reason why, it, like, it's such a gut punch at the end of the movie. Yeah, it's going uh, to get some FaceTime
0: with her in this scene. Mm-hmm. Literally. I
1: credit Gordon Paltrow, by the way. It's kind of an underwritten character. You, yeah. you could say a, a lot of her character got cut.
0: But at could least we it was just, that... Sorry, can we just mention how young she and Brad Pitt are? Yeah, they do. look
1: even, even Morgan Freeman yeah. looks young in this. <laughs> <laughs> He's an old man. He doesn't, He's been old forever. He doesn't have like the roomy eyes here.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's like, oh, God, time is going by quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we kept saying, oh, my God, oh, Brad, how young they are. Mm-hmm. Power couple. And even Spacey. Yeah, Spacey's looking svelte. The kids were almost age-appropriate at that time. Oh, never mind.
1: <laughs> oh, no. Whoa. Let's. You know what? I'm, I'm glad you brought it up now, Jeff. Let's just get this out of the way. We talked a little <laughs> bit about this last week, separating the art from the
0: artist. Yeah, why are there so many scumbags in our movies? All right, go for it.
1: Know. Yeah, no, ba- ba- basically just that. Um, you know, he, Kevin Spacey's done some great work. Uh, he, he's also a scumbag. So there we are.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, you know, I'm not necessarily looking forward to him doing anything in the future, but... I've already seen these things and I enjoyed them. Um, it, it's it's difficult for me to to like unenjoy them. That's that's even a word. Uh, yeah. But but I mean I am conscious of this stuff. I think we all are.
0: Yeah. That you know.
1: But anyway,
0: so there there that is. I always had that depression. Like oh yeah, it was so good. Oh yeah, that's why we don't like them. Yeah. You have to like take. Whenever I see somebody like. Whatever, we won't go into all the people. Well it's
1: it's, and, it's like so watching like remember. anything from Roman Polanski or there's, there's always that. At least Mel Gibson's only a racist.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's G-S-S-H-M. true. G-S-H-M. He's like Holy. he's like benign at this point. <laughs> Imagine we used to, like Hollywood used to kill people from like sleeping with prost like like Eddie Murphy or Hugh Grant got a blowjob. And they like he was vilified and like, no, that's actually he's actually one of the good ones yeah <laughs> Seriously. he's one of the good ones
2: yeah
1: um Jeez. anyway yeah <laughs> anyway perspective uh... dinner so, at the
0: mills it was a great scene yes yeah it was all right then we're on to number five scott
1: number five uh, jeff already mentioned it but i i have noted down is the alive dead body I I had completely <laughs> yeah. forgotten about that, by the way. So I've seen this movie uh, at least a couple times before this, but yeah, I did not remember that at all. It been a while. And, uh, it
2: probably blocked it out.
1: Yeah, probably. Uh, that, that was mm, the, the second most disturbing thing, anyway. Like, visually, it was the most disturbing thing. Uh, there's one thing that kind of tops that, at least if you use your imagination. Uh, mm-hmm but yeah it's what you, what you said jeff and uh i like i like i actually really like the doctor is a I, I don't remember the the actor's name but he's been in a ton of stuff but he always plays kind of a slime ball but the, the doctor just like yeah he's fucking brain dead whatever <laughs> it's like I, yeah, the doctor spef- specifically said yeah he suffered about as, as worse as i've seen anybody give or take like, like <laughs> what take. like what the fuck are you talking about dude like, I, want, I was waiting for Morgan Freeman or somebody to comment on that. Like, are you saying that you've had somebody that was tortured for an entire year brought into your ward? Like, eh, give or take. Give or take. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, that, yeah, but that, he, that goes to show with the movie. Just everybody's just so near to, like, all the horrible things around. Like, they, Morgan Freeman says it a bunch of times about the apathy. It's rampant, and the the people... The, I don't know, did they ever say it's Los Angeles? I think at one point, uh, Shaft... They, they say who Shaft is. He's like the district attorney of something, but I forget if it's Los Angeles. Mm-hmm.
0: You damn uh, right. I don't know. Mm. I was waiting for Morgan Freeman. He's like, yeah, that guy should have got busy living or got busy dying. What? There we go. All right.
2: Mm-hmm. I thought it was New York because, I mean, taxis and the ladders... That they use during the chase and stuff. Those aren't in L.A., are they? Well, then they go out to the desert, though.
0: No, but you know what? I think it was supposed to be New York because we, yeah, we commented on that. Like, where are they going?
2: And they say upstate.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess we don't. We that is true because when when Patrick was saying that, I guess the, we don't. We don't say upstate California.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: People do definitely say upstate New York, though. I guess that would make more sense from like the small town thing wherever they're coming from but it definitely didn't yeah. sure shit didn't look like New York
0: no yeah
1: yeah. maybe it wasn't supposed to be anywhere in particular
0: okay um, Wait. on yeah my number five is the chase scene so they're doing an investigation and then John Doe sees him and Brad Pitt takes off after him and that whole the whole chase scene with uh, the very end when Brad Pitt falls down and he gets the gun to his temple and yeah kind of reminded me of um... oh what's the one with Clint Eastwood and um... Dirty Harry no 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 uh... oh crazy guy it, uh, line of fire yes exactly
2: anyway
0: Bye. that that was cool chasing
2: yeah
0: <laughs> there it is yeah uh like I said i would not I, I guess I never mentioned this I've seen this yeah a couple times. there was only a few things that I remembered you know, obviously I remember the ending I mentioned the, the other guy the skeleton dude like Scott and I have mentioned, and that's about it, so watching this uh it was hard like usually i was I write notes and this time I just kind of watched the whole movie didn't write a single note, and I'm like, oh, okay, gotta piece together things that i because I like this movie, but i can't, it's hard to pick single things out because it's it's a whole piece it's not just individual items with the exception of a couple deaths and the yeah. one line of it's not even my desk
1: yeah so. I, f- I feel like i need
0: a shower after watching this movie yep that's why i was in the rain yes yeah. didn't work problem though. solved didn't work oh <laughs> all right alex number 5 number 5 is this movie's gross
2: <laughs> this movie's gross this movie's so gross it, everything is all grimy and stuff. It's got that, you know, washed out, just dirty filter over pretty much everything. Uh, that's another reason why the dinner at the mill scene is such a, like a breath of fresh air because it's brighter. You know, you get a few more like actual warmer colors uh, and every, because everything else is just, you know, rainy and damp and, and dirty and gross. and Not to mention just all the murders and stuff. They're all disgusting. Uh, even like right off the bat, they have to start with Gluttony, that first one. And I love, this is an honorable mention, but I love Detective Jobber that comes in after Mills gets dismissed. He just lifts up the fat guy's head and he goes, he's dead. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> that was good. It's like, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they do. The special effects crew gets kudos because everything is disgusting in this movie. Yeah, the set design. Mm-hmm. Plus all the the gore effects and everything, the, the everything. Ugh. All right, uh, Scott number four. Number four, pretty much what Alex said. I,
1: in my notes, I have uh, everything is dirty. Um, like even even the two apartments they live in even though they're like clean enough, there's still like a shabbiness to them. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously the one's like shakes all the time. Uh, but yeah, they, they have, uh, just pretty much. I mean, obviously all the gross fit pieces are gross, but the, the police station is all run down at, at the end when they're, when they're shaving their chests to get, getting all greased up and ready to go. Uh, mm-hmm. even that locker room is disgusting. Like, like the, these are like professionals and everybody, it goes back again to the whole appity thing and everywhere they go too. like even the diner, um, you know, pretty much like the cleanest place was like the office of the lawyer and that was despoiled. Uh, yeah, just yeah. like there's just no, you couldn't get away from it. Um, <laughs>
0: yeah, even their apartment, the scene that Alex was talking about, it was dirty and Talking about shaking when the subways yeah, go by, yeah. and
1: yeah. Um, I mean, like, really, the only like kind of pristine place
2: is the library. But mm. yeah, now that you mention it, yeah, that's good.
1: Mm. Anyway, yeah, it's 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 hard to watch. <laughs> Just scene after scene, it starts to feel kind of oppressive, which I think Fincher was going for.
2: Yeah,
0: I agree. I Sorry. agree with that. Alright, uh, on to my number four and just how creepy uh, John Doe is in this. When he finally... He's only in the movie for, what, 10 minutes? Basically. 15, yeah, 15 minutes. But, you know, when he shows up at the police station, detectives! He's covered in blood and... Just, everything about him, just creepy. and yeah, the, More about all the stuff he says at the end and while they're in their car. Just, yeah, he... I think this is the first time I knew who Kevin Spacey was. I mean, maybe I saw American Beauty mm-hmm. before this, but I know this. I believe this came out before American Beauty.
1: I it, I had seen, I'd seen The Usual Suspects,
0: and The Usual Suspects. That's, like I think all three of these kind of came out within a few years, right? This is his kind of coming out party of this. I, I, the mid nineties.
1: Usual Suspects was before this, right? I try to. Pull I don't
2: it up. know. I watched this before Usual Suspects, but I don't know. Yeah, I didn't watch Usual Suspects in the movie theater, so.
0: But you notice his name wasn't in the credits. The opening credits, So he was still, at least he wasn't a big enough star that, or he was a big enough star that people would have been expecting him. Mm -hmm. But let's see. Yeah. Um, Seven came out in 95. American Beauty, oh, 99. Yeah. And Usual Suspects was also 95. Okay. So. Yeah, I can't. L.A. Confidential, yeah.
1: Right. I I want to say I saw Usual Suspects first. That's that's probably why. <laughs> yeah,
0: I forgot he was in Glengarry, Glen Ross. But anyway, yeah, this is kind of, I just remember, maybe because yeah. I said I didn't watch it when it came out, so maybe that's when I was just renting these movies and he was just like in everything. <clears throat> um, all right. Uh, so yeah, I had Kevin Spacey, Creepy John Doe, uh, Alex number... For.
2: Uh, I like the subtle storytelling that this movie does that I never noticed before. Like, upon viewings, you know, this is one of those movies that you keep... You, every time you watch it, you start noticing different things. <clears throat> one of the ones that I noticed, and it was really cool, it tells you a lot about Somerset's character, that uh, they're doing, like, detective work after the dinner over at the Millses, And uh Brad Pitt's like, I'm going to get another beer. You want one? He's like, oh, I'll take a wine. So Brad Pitt goes over there, and he pours out a glass of wine, but in a regular, you know, like a glass, like a glass cup, not a, not a wine glass. And he hands it over to Somerset, and they go about their business as usual. And then something happens. Wills gets up, and then uh, Somerset, for the first time, looks like he was so into the the case and trying to solve it, that he didn't notice that he was holding just like a regular glass of wine, and it's like a blink and you miss it moment where he just looks at it like it's like what? Why did he do this? And then he just instantly forgets about it because he's going back to the case. Mm. I thought that was really really neat. Okay. Mm-hmm. The other one, which I thought was really cool, is after the chase when they get into John Doe's apartment, and it's like, damn, how did you know? This guy must be in really good shape to run up and and be so fast and, you know, hop over the balcony and still be safe and then climb up on that truck. And when you get into his house, you see just... It's weird that you see a pommel horse in there, but it's like, oh, it makes sense. He's, like, very much in shape and, you know, maybe a bit of a gymnast.
0: Yeah, it'd have been weird if there was, like, a thigh master and a shake weight.
2: (laughs) There's one of
1: those... uh... <laughs> Electric belt things. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just sh- shake your little yeah, hands. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, I thought that was just really neat. All right. Scott, number three.
1: Uh, number three is the the twist. So, you know, way back in 95, that would have been number one, but, uh, you yeah, know, I knew it was coming. Um, but you hadn't seen this in years, uh, so it's still cool to see it all play out, even with the plot hole, as as I pointed out earlier. Uh, I couldn't, I so watching it again, I couldn't decide whether I thought Brad Pitt was doing a good job or not acting, <laughs> and and I'm still not decided this time around either, because um, he keeps doing this thing where he's like, oh god, and then he looks up, and then goes like down again, oh god. What's in the box? (laughs) Just some of his delivery in the scene. Um, But he's suitably emotional. Uh, uh, Morgan Freeman's doing some...
0: That should be a (laughs) t-shirt. Suitably emotional.
1: Suitably
2: emotional. Uh, Morgan
1: Freeman's great here. Uh, Stay back.
0: Don't come over here.
1: um, I'm... I'm curious about the... What? Why exactly? So they they went out. He wanted them to go out to the uh, where these power lines were, so they would block the wiretap signal. But why? Because Morgan Freeman was just going to tell him everything.
0: Well, that and the helicopters. I thought. I thought it kept the helicopters away.
1: That that's that's true too. It kept them from landing. But
0: yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: But really, once they were out there, like I, I don't know seemed a little weird, Yeah. but
0: it's a great. I mean, that's cinema history. Yeah, that yeah scene, Right. I mean, yeah. The,
1: one of the, the the great twists of our of our cinema careers, as it were.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I have this a little higher up, but I'll talk about it now. The his, you know, the infamous "What's in the box?" But and like the imagination, like I swore you saw her head in the box all this time so i was expecting it to happen and what didn't happen i was like oh i guess i just put that there by myself and i think that's always a good sign yeah for a movie like people always talk about the chainsaw scene in scarface where you see everything and you don't see shit in that movie you see a little blood on the shower curtain that's about it same with this this was just like yeah you don't see anything you just hear him talking about it and then brad pitt and morgan freeman's reactions to it um <clears throat> yeah it's very awesome And I, well, the whole scene at the end where you, the, the, you know, don't do it, don't do it, and the the, the faraway shot of Pitt losing, I guess, shooting k packs <laughs> <laughs> talk, talk about a cry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, surround mind- like in <laughs> intergalactic war <lore> now. <laughs> Uh, my number three is um, while I liked uh, Brad Pitt in this, I, I Morgan Freeman, he was just awesome in this. Yeah, he is awesome in everything. Yeah,
1: he, yeah, he he was taking uh, not only was his character taking Brad Pitt to school, <laughs> Morgan Freeman was taking Brad Pitt to school.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I just like his character, and it, it reminds me of just it's it's character has kind of been done in a lot of movies, right? The old the old dog get ready to. To retire and it's just always a good thing and he's done and he you know kind of that scene where he's still working but he's already kind of mills is moving into his office already scraping his name off of the the window and but you know he's still the guys and he just can't get the case out of his out of his head and he keeps on like alex was saying later on at the apartment and stuff so i just thought yeah he was really good and especially when he knows what's in the box that like he's just, he knows this is going to end bad. Just trying to keep him away and tell him this is what he wants you to do. This is what he wants you to do. Blah, blah, blah. And yeah. So I thought he was awesome in this and I'm trying to, this, obvious, I mean, I think my first, okay. I know my first Morgan Freeman movie was glory, but I didn't really know anybody in that movie except Ferris yeah. <laughs> Um, I must've been uh Shawshank maybe is the next, but this is one of the first Morgan Freeman movies that I remember. Like guess that when I at a time when I started knowing who paying attention who actors were in movies and stuff. Um, it was really good. So Did you didn't you didn't it like it on Hard th- Rain? I've never seen <laughs> Hard <laughs> Rain. What's
1: going on the list? <laughs> um
0: that's my number three. So Alex, your number three. Uh my number three is I love the opening credits. They're yeah, still good. some
2: of the best opening credits I've ever seen in a movie not only because i mean it's you know it's cool and they they use some cool techniques and stuff but it's actually like if you catch like little glimpses of stuff and you actually get to see into john doe's mind a little bit so that yeah the average viewer just sees like flashes of some fucked up stuff but in in his mind it all that stuff you know might make sense so it's it's pretty cool like more of that subtle
0: storytelling and you know what you're in for it's really effed up bread. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it kind of sort of reminded me of the Fight Club intro, kind of, but I don't know, maybe not.
1: Yeah, just the hint of that Nine Inch Nails song.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh,
1: fun Fun fact, uh, this is going to be an auto-mention for me, but uh, this was Howard Shore, the same guy yeah, who did Lord that. of the Rings. Sure was. And I kept sp- I kept picking out different pieces of music. <laughs> and I'm like it kind of sounds like Larry.
0: Just saying. Mhm. For all the All right. Uh Scott number 2. Uh number 2. Uh
1: that'd be uh John Doe's layer. Uh a lot of layer. Uh a lot of um I, I don't know, love and care <laughs> went into making this set piece. Um and it's all super creepy, uh, and it's kind of a a big payoff of the detectives chasing him down, because um, thus far they've only had his murderers murders to go off of, and um, them uh, parsing through different uh, texts. But here you see the all the the notebooks, um, the the basically a cot underneath the the red cross. Uh, just all the lack of lighting. Um, you see the the bathtub. Uh, where they, there's all the different rooms. There's one room where they show like, where they they show a, sh- a close-up shot of a bunch of different locks. They never really show what the the locks are for um, on one of those doors. No. What's with the locks? Yeah, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah. What it says. Uh, yeah, just. Again, of all the, like the creepy places they go to in the movie, this is the 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 best or worst, depending on how you look at it. Uh, and it doesn't even help when they get like other people in there. It's still it's still bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a, a a memorable set piece. That's my number two. All
0: right. Uh my number two, which both of you guys have already touched on, is the, the atmosphere that is set in this movie. Just being dark, rainy, grimy, greasy, nasty. It's everything about it. I, I don't know if this well, this came out in ninety they started putting all those tints in movies, like color tinting, like the Matrix, everything was green. I don't know if this is before that or during that, but it felt something about it. I don't know. Maybe just back then old fashioned <laughs> cinematography doing it all but um that was really cool well, that's
2: kind of Fincher's thing right at least back then because I remember Alien 3 having like a wash like that over the whole movie
0: yeah and I just I just know and later on it became every movie was doing it because you could just flip a switch on the computer right you just drag a a bar I don't know it's, I'm sure it's obviously more hard than that but where he deliberately put that I'm sure it was a lot harder to do it I guess is what I'm saying and mm. when he was doing it um, but yeah, it's awesome It's good, works for this movie Sometimes, like I said, it makes the movie harder to watch <laughs> But it worked. definitely worked For this film mm-hmm. Alex, number two
2: My number two is John Doe Wins There's rarely a movie that Ends and when the villain wins It's great, everything happened the way He wanted to On his terms, his his final work Was complete nobody's happy
0: yeah
2: it's a great great ending to the film and uh a little uh a little tidbit here uh brad pitt and morgan freeman actually had to fight for the ending because the studio of course didn't like it because it was too it was too sour it was too sad of an ending they didn't like the downer ending they wanted fincher to change it and so uh Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman threatened that they wouldn't do any press for the movie if, if they changed the ending. So they stood their ground and they got to keep it.
0: That's so... I mean, I good for them, but, like, you sign off on this movie, that's the, that's the, the script, right? You bought the script for that, and then uh, all of a sudden, after you spend millions of dollars, and you're just like, nah, I think we should have Gwyneth Paltrow come parachuting down at the end. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It was just gonna be like one of the... kick John Doe in the it
1: was, face. It was gonna be Take one that. of the dogs instead or something.
0: Yeah, it, it wasn't my head in the box. It was my twin sister's head in the box. I'm still here. <laughs> oh,
2: thank goodness. <laughs> Everything's okay.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I was as, as I was watching, I was thinking how funny it would be if there there was like a, a spoof of that scene where the delivery guy like shows up super late. <laughs> And how everything just becomes really awkward.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're, they're they're not even there anymore. The <laughs> uh. All right, uh, on our number one, Scott. your number one. Um, so I've I've alluded to this a couple of times, but damn,
1: I forgot just how uncomfortable this movie is. Like pretty much mm-hmm. every every shot in this movie is is designed to to make you feel uncomfortable. Um. Really, the, the like the moments of relief are like very few and far from in between. Like the, like there's a shot early on. He's at the library by himself, just kind of reading stuff. Um, but even that's in preparation of like him helping out Brad Pitt uh, with with all the the murders and doing the research.
2: <laughs> and then he gets the books for dummies. I love yeah, that. Yeah, that was a good gag. <laughs> uh,
1: you know, the, there was the one dinner scene. They're laughing about how the, the apartment's shaking, um. But yeah, everything else—just scene after scene after scene of horrible things, and and again, even when they're not amidst like a crime scene, it's it's still cringy and dir- grimy and dirty, and uh, yeah, it's 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 a lot. Like, I this is gonna be a weird movie to rate when we get to it, cause like I don't want to watch this again anytime soon. <laughs> But not for the usual reasons. Like, it just... Yeah, it's, it's very uncomfortable. If it, if I think this is what Fincher was going for, and he, he definitely achieved it. Mm-hmm. So that's my number one.
0: All right. My number one, we've already talked about it. It's the ending. the Her head in the box. And we've already talked about um, most of it. But just the one thing that's like, I think... And maybe Alex mentioned this too, like... Without that dinner scene and seeing how sweet she is and how everything, like, their life ahead and you find out that she's pregnant and he doesn't even know all that and then just, you start just thinking about it. Just like, oh, God. And just how he went in there and just cut her head. Oh, man, it's messed up. Yeah. The studio should have cut that scene. I I can't handle it. I don't even like Gwyneth Paltrow. I want
1: to know, like, Why they went to all the trouble setting up the dogs and then have that not pay off at all?
2: It was a red herring. Because the first time I watched the movie, I thought it was a dog's.
1: No, 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 no. I meant, like, that the dogs were playing to it somehow.
2: Right, I think Alex is saying
0: that. Yeah, it was just
2: a red herring to uh, let people think that. It's like, oh, maybe, you know, it's like, maybe it's like a thing of relief. Like, oh, it can't be, it can't be that bad. It must be one of the dogs. It's got to be the dogs that are in the No, box. no, no, no. That's, 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 realize... that's
1: not what I mean. Like, that, like, they're supposed to protect her or something or, like, I, like that it's supposed to make her, like, feel safer, but uh, other no, than, like, Brad, were Pitt, her children. Brad Pitt playing with them, I didn't really get it.
2: Or maybe it was just a red herring for the ending of the movie. <laughs> maybe that's all their purpose no, was. But if film. you didn't
1: know the twist, you wouldn't think like, oh, there's a dog in the
2: box. I didn't know the twist and I was hoping it was a dog in the box. That doesn't make any sense. The...
1: Why, Why did you possibly think that there would be a dog's head in the box? if You didn't see the movie before.
2: Because I didn't want the worst alternative to be true. And then it turns out that it was. And then I felt even worse. So you were like, this whole...
1: As soon as the guy showed up, you're like, oh, I bet that's Gwyneth Macho's head.
2: I was hoping it wasn't. I was like, oh my gosh, that's the dog's head. It has so, to be the so, dog's so, head. Please don't let it be, you so, know. you
1: so the first time you saw this movie, you you honestly thought that it, it, it could have been her head in that box.
2: I thought it was going to be something bad. Okay. I didn't know it was her specifically her head in the box. But right, so, like, so oh, how could you possibly head. think and that it would be the dog's seat. head
1: instead of hers,
2: is my point <laughs> Because I was, I bet it was the dog's head Because you saw how loving he was with the dogs, and that's the first thing I did You you don't want to see a d- dead dog That's almost worse than a dead human in a movie I mean, it is worse, but anyways
0: Yeah, see? I mean, I'll just have you know that those dogs are probably dead Because he probably had to kill the dogs to get to her Yeah,
1: head I thought about that So don't think about yeah. it Yeah <laughs>
0: Unless he snatched her on the street. Who knows? Um, Yeah, I don't know. Maybe there was supposed to be a scene that was cut with dogs barking at him outside or something. I I don't know. Mm, What's wrong with wolfies? Yeah. But yeah, my number one was the head in the box. What's in the
1: box? Alex, number one.
2: Uh, Detective Somerset. It's my number one. I like. His whole character, Morgan Freeman, really brings him to life uh, with all, like, uh, he's the, he's always, like, the smartest cop in the room whenever he's in a scene and everything and people hate him for it. What do you got to, what do you got to think? What do you, it's like, that one first cop in the first scene is like, really, dude? Why does he have to be a detective? It's like, what do you got all these questions? What do you got to detect things? What an asshole. What? <laughs> yeah. I love that he he's always going for the more literary, like the cerebral approach. He goes towards the books, like even in uh, John Doe's apartment, uh, Brad Pitt's going into the house trying to get through it, you know, as quickly as possible. Looking at all the pictures, going through all the rooms, and Somerset is like stopping, trying, you know, opening drawers, reading, like stuff at a glance, like getting everything, uh, anything that's written down. He's he's taking his time to look at it and stuff first, before he goes through everything else. So yeah, one of my favorite detectives. I wish I would have thought of them. Thought of them uh, when we were doing
0: our detective list. <laughs> yeah. All right, I agree. Obviously, that was on my list too. Um, all right. Any honorable mentions? Uh,
1: so the Howard. <laughs> not even <in> my desk. <laughs> Clack. The the Howard Shore score hints of Lord of the Rings. Although, what what one of my only other complaints was. It seemed like every single scene had to have some kind of eerie music to it. It was, it was a bit much. A little a little less and more would have been good there. Um, yeah,
0: put the Cantina song in there. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> uh, the, the other thing, uh, just a bit of trivia, that uh, the makeup guy for this was Rob Botton.
0: Botine. Botine
1: is that how it's pronounced?
0: I, I believe okay. so. Either way. From the yeah. thing. Nice. Cool. That sounds about right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Especially that, yeah, the the skinny, the, the skeleton guy, and then the first guy, the gluttony guy. oof. Greed. His gut. A
2: pound of flesh. Gross.
0: Oh, yeah. 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 All right. Uh, as usual, it's time for us to rate. Uh, we rate on a scale of one to seven, one being absolute garbage, seven being perfection. So, Scott, you said it was going to be difficult. Now you got to do it. Yeah, I, I'll give it a six. Um
1: it's yeah the, uh, yeah one of the, the all- time twists uh, the, the setting that's just uncomfortable but it's still uh compelling watch like Jeff you were saying that uh, you you weren't even taking notes because you were kind of drawn into it um, and, I, and I agree this movie kind of sucks you in uh, i I like that the, the movie that Fincher does still kind of downplay all the the, the actual gore and stuff that's going on even though it's the, the central plot points because um, it's it's more about just the kind of the not necessarily existential horror but the just the, the larger theme of play of the just how the whole world is horrible <laughs> is I think is the larger point uh, mm-hmm. but yeah and it's got one of the the, the top if we were to do our, our I know, Jeff, you did the AFI top quotes. Um, if you were to put together our own list of that, uh, what's in the box would, would definitely be, uh, at least in the top 20.
0: What about, that's not even my desk. Mm, probably not. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: uh, no, I'm not going to speak for you guys. But uh, uh, So yeah, all that, yeah, I give it a six.
0: All right. Um, I give it a six as well for what it is. Yes, I don't rewatch it often, but I have, I guess it's probably my third or fourth time watching it. And for what it is, yeah, it's it's an easy six for me. Alex?
2: Mm, I'm going to have to push this up to a seven. It's a perfect it's,
0: movie. Uh,
2: damn near. Yeah, as perfect as you can get for, you know, a thriller, a detective. Like, you're always really engaged. This, uh, this movie just really sucks you in. It's uncomfortable, which is what it's meant to do. Uh, And it's one of those movies that, To me at least That if you make a list It's like okay These are seminal movies And you need to watch these Before you die It's like Seven is up there for me Okay I'm not gonna argue
0: Alright Well now it's time for our Crossover list Which is what Scott
1: uh, Yeah
2: Scott What is it Do you remember <laughs>
0: Um, Well it could Could be one of Many things
1: But hopefully Everybody did uh, Top five uh, Biblical references
2: Everybody, (laughs) everybody, (laughs)
0: all right, which is a pretty broad statement, uh, uh, category. So we'll see, it'll be interesting to see what each of you guys has, especially what Scott has because I'm sure he's thought long and hard about
1: it. I did, Mm -hmm. how Mm -hmm. how dare you! All
0: right, well, what's your number five?
1: Uh, Number five is end of days.
2: Uh oh, damn it, me too. Not,
1: not for any specific <laughs> biblical reference, because the whole movie's basically about the, the Antichrist. Uh but just it's a it's a Schwarzenegger movie about the Antichrist. What what more do you need to know? Um My 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 favorite line from the entire movie is not actually in the movie. It's just something that I, I think I co opted from Alex <laughs> and changed a little bit over the years, but it just if it is forgive me, father, if I'm about to send you to hell <laughs>
2: Yeah, we were all betting on it. that. Was, that should have been the tagline yeah. for this movie. That should have been one of the one-liners.
1: Uh, end of days. Uh, <laughs> Gabriel Byrne, Robin Tunney, and what's uh, mm-hmm. and Kevin's, Kevin Kevin Pollock. <laughs> That's right. He gets burned alive. He does. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> I I recommend End of Days as long as we're on this biblical kick, but for completely different reasons. Yeah. And it's got Svenel Thurston.
2: It does. Well, yeah. <laughs> I've only seen this movie once and it's not as memorable as seven, so I don't I don't remember. Well, I mean let's not get
1: crazy here.
0: I've only seen it once too, in the theater. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> he jumps on a sword. Came over. Remember, I don't know End if this days. well see what's funny, this is do any of you have stigmata on your list? No.
2: I forgot about that damn movie.
0: Yeah, that movie came out like around the same time. Also had Gabriel Byrne in it, and it was was that one.
2: And then uh,
0: what was it? The Devil's Advocate. Oh god, there was a lot of Christ anti Christ (laughs) movies. Bless the
2: child. Around that time. Yeah.
0: All right. um, My number five is The Last Crusade.
1: Oh, that's a good one, Jeff. Damn it. Oh, that's
2: higher on my list.
0: Dun 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 dun. dun. Indiana Jones searching for the Holy Grail. Yes, and all the the penitent man could pass and spelling Jehovah with an I because in Latin alphabet, which all three of us. (laughs) So so many good quotes. But uh, he chose poorly. Yeah. Um, So yeah, Last Crusade, which I don't even know if we've done that on this podcast, but. if we did, I think we did. I thought we did, yeah. Probably. I think we did all three. That's right. All three Indiana Jones movies. <laughs> um, That's right. Last Crusades. <laughs> Alex, what's your number five?
2: Uh, end of days. <laughs> but I thought it was very hokey when Arnold was finally talking to that bald priest who is not Strickland for once. <laughs> I was like, oh, is that Strickland? No, it's not Strickland. I was very disappointing. Disappointed. And he's talking about, oh, it, when he's talking about the end of days, the <laughs> title of the movie, yeah, he had a dream about the apocalypse. But in dreams, numbers usually are backwards and upside down. It's not actually 666. Six, six, it's
0: 999. Nine, nine. <laughs> yeah, didn't this, that movie come out in 1999 and they just like would flip, take the, somehow the one disappears and they'd flip it upside down. Yeah, that was a thing. I remember that. Oh, God. <laughs> mm-hmm. End of days. End of days. <laughs> I'm glad I don't live to see another millennia changeover, because <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> Y2K coming Missing back now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Scott, number four.
1: Number four. So I think I went a little more in the humorous shot uh, than maybe you guys did.
2: Oh, yeah. Yo, you son of a bitch. Don't say it.
1: I don't think you know where I'm
2: going with this. I think I do.
1: Every Sperm is Sacred? What? Okay. I guess not. <laughs> uh, my, my, oh, I guess not. Monty Python, uh, Secret of Life. Uh, they they have the musical number, Every Sperm is Sacred, and it's about the Irish Catholics. Um, and it's... I, I, I can't do it justice. Um, if anybody's never seen Monty Python's uh, Secret of Life, uh, do it. Uh, but yeah, there's the every sperm is sacred, and it's it's again about the Catholic Church, um, uh, basically poo-pooing mm. contraceptives, and uh, this whole mu- this whole musical number about how horrible these people's lives are <laughs> in Ireland because uh, they're just trying to have as many kids as possible.
2: Yeah,
0: I know.
1: Yeah, every sperm is sacred. My number.
2: One. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, I also went funny with my number four, and I'm doing the entire movie of Dogma.
1: Okay, I oh, nice. I, I prove.
0: <laughs> All right, good. <laughs> um, yeah, I I do want to do a whole episode on this, so I won't talk too much about it. But it's it's if you haven't seen it, watch it. I, it's just there's so many little funny jokes in there, and one I wouldn't call this it's not even biblical, but the one that cracks me up every single time is when they go to meet the uh what's, what's his name. Basically, the George Carlin priest, I forgot his name in the movie, yeah, yeah. but they're trying to get him to hold off the ceremony that will grant, clear everybody's sins, and that way Loki and Bartleby can get into heaven, That's proving God wrong, the whole thing that's going on. But they're trying to tell him, and he's just, at one point, George Carlin goes, fill them pews, people. You got to hook them while they're young. <laughs> and then Chris Rock goes, oh, kind of like the tobacco industry, Oh, Christ. <laughs> Only if we had their numbers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. gets me every time. So, anyway. Mm-hmm. Dogma. Nice. My number four. Alex. Oh, uh, I also went the comedic route.
2: Yeah, I thought you guys were going to say this one. Ghostbusters. Number four.
0: Might be my number three.
2: Oh, dang. <laughs> it's like real Old Testament shit. I've seen shit that'll turn you white.
0: It's <laughs> a great line. Mm-hmm. But they talk about the what, the book of Revelations. Mm-hmm. Yep, the end of days.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking of uh, uh, Team America when he, when he says, like, world, world famine, destruction everywhere. Basically, the worst parts of the Bible
2: god <laughs> oh, damn it that's a biblical
0: reference. Yeah, I'm sorry this <laughs> alright I'll have a little more say about that coming okay. up That's that's a good pick Alex there it is uh, Scott number three
1: uh, number three but correction it's uh, Monty Python's meaning of life not the secret of life Duh.
0: anyways uh, oh okay number three it's like oh I'd never heard of that movie the meaning of the life of Brian N-
1: no uh-oh. uh but number three uh specifically buddy christ you you mentioned the, the other thing cracking you up jeff every time i see buddy christ <laughs> yeah, yeah. About, that's the best just the thumbs it up is. that's that's my favorite jesus <laughs> <laughs> not the baby no. jesus so yeah buddy christ
0: all right uh, my number three is Ghostbusters, and specifically the scene when Winston and um, uh, Dan Aykroyd... What's his name's character? Stance? Ray. Stance, yeah. Yeah, Ray. They're driving the... The, the Ecto-1, and he's talking about, Ray, never heard you the, the dead are raising from the grave. And about it. I just thought it's a really cool scene. That's really the only hey. time. And also, well, I guess the priest comes in at one point, and then the famous line... Nobody steps in a church in my town. There you go. Not really <laughs> biblical, but it's religious. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But mainly the Winston stance talk. All right, that's my number three. So, Alex, number three. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Penitent, nice penitent, 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 man. man. All right. Um, all right, Scott, number two.
1: Number two. <laughs> Jeff said it a second ago. Hmm. I don't know if he was serious or not, but uh, Life of Brian... The entire movie, uh, an allegory for <laughs> for it, the damn. the whatever passion of the Christ, uh, but instead of the Christ, it's the Brian, <laughs> and, yeah. and and an unfortunately, yeah, without story. without spoiling anything, it has what might be top ten endings to any movie ever. So leave it at that. Life of Brian number two, poor Brian. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. All right, I've never seen it. Put it on it your is. list. All right, one of these days. Um, my number two, we just did a few months ago, and that'd be the Omen.
1: Omnibus. Damien, all this.
0: <laughs> um,
1: yeah,
0: The Antichrist. We already talked about a bunch of Antichrist stuff. So there it is. My number two, The Omen.
2: Alex. Okay. And my my number two is Pulp Fiction. Fake. He gets it mostly right. Not really. He adds some some, some flair to it. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard, Alex. <laughs> hey, it's a if it's it's a Bible reference. Whatever, man. It's not though. Yeah, it is. It's not maybe a hundred percent correct. It's a, total, it's correct a totally one. fake Bible reference. <coughs> no, it's not totally fake. It's 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 fake. No, it's, it's I did the research. <laughs> he adds, he adds some flair to it. It, it's like Ezekiel like three twenty-four, something like that. But it's in the book of Ezekiel. And it's not the verse word for word because... Is uh, it Jules? Not Jules, right? No, yeah? Jules? Jules? Yeah. yeah. He adds some stuff to it. I will grudgingly allow this, Alex.
0: Yeah, well, let <laughs> me skip to my number one, which is Austin 316. Just said <laughs> I kicked your ass. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's in the Bible, too, Alex.
2: Uh There you go. Oh, yeah. So, so it's a it's a reference to the Bible. It didn't have to be correct. So, uh, all all that said, Alex. uh,
1: So, my number one is Pulp Fiction. The (laughs) the, the quote from (laughs) from Jules, uh, which is not a real Bible quote that I will maintain, but it sounds awesome. Uh, And then he has that whole speech at the end about um, you know who's. Who's the shepherd? Who's the evil? Who's the tyranny of evil men? Uh, then the, he finally settles on the the idea that uh, he, that Jules is, in fact, the tyranny of evil men and that uh, Ringo is the weak. So, yeah, Pulp Fiction number one. <laughs>
0: All mm-hmm. right. Um, my real number one is uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark.
1: Ark of the Covenant, yeah,
0: nope. nice. Ark of the Covenant, you sure? pretty You're sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it just like obviously the whole point of that, the Ark, but at the very beginning when he's talking, when they're he's explaining everything to um, Porkins and how everything's <laughs> supposed to happen, all <laughs> you know, the history of the Ark and everything, I it's really cool. Um, so there it is. That's my number one. What I. I, there are more biblical references, obviously, in Last Crusade, but Raiders of the Ark is a way better movie, so therefore it's a bit, bit, bit higher on my list. Alex, which number one?
2: My number one is Tombstone. Oh, that's pretty he's good. riding a white horse, and Hail's coming with him. He's
1: saying something about riding a sick horse?
2: <laughs> something. Yeah, your Spanish is worse than your English. <laughs> God, I love that movie. <laughs> you hear me? Hail's coming with me.
0: There it is. Uh, damn you, Wyatt! Peace on you, Wyatt. <laughs> All right, that's it. Uh, my two honorable mentions were in, <laughs> have LOL, End of Days, and um, <laughs> Pulp Fiction. I did not put because of the fake stuff, but it was it's it's it came to my mind right away.
2: It's embellished. <laughs> it's a real quote. It's based on a real quote.
0: I mean, popular to popular belief. What? Popular to popular? Contrary to popular belief, I have not read the Bible, so I'll take your word for it. <laughs> Uh, any other mentions for you guys? Uh, babe,
1: any Superman
2: movie. <laughs> any Superman yeah. movie? Ch- uh, Talladega Knights. <laughs> <laughs> Dear sweet, six pound, nine ounce baby Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's time for Alex Knows Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? So, baseball, spring training is just around the yeah. corner. <laughs> And I am guessing that there's going to be a lot of injuries on the Astros side.
1: Well, right once once the regular season gets going. Although it could happen, and you actually bring up an interesting point, Alex. That people might not wait for the regular season.
2: Yeah, they might just start beating people left and right. Just get it out of the way. Mm-hmm. If you guys didn't know, uh, the Astros, the cheating scandal broke and it goes back i don't know a few years right and not only them, but it seems like other teams are doing the <laughs> banging the trash can cheating with the center field cameras <laughs> who's banging a trash yeah, can over there swing away <laughs> swing away <laughs> so yeah and you know unwritten rule if you cheat in the spring training you got to throw a ball at him <laughs> that's the rule.
0: <laughs> that's the rule. <laughs> that's,
2: the, that's the rule. I, I don't th- I didn't yeah, write that rule down. Well, no nobody, nobody did. did it's an un- 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 unwritten rule. rule.
0: <laughs> yeah. You got to yeah. do it. <laughs> it's time for Neem News. Yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah, it was yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. So, uh the Oscars were were last night as of uh, the recording of of this episode and uh so I think uh, I'll just go through some of the, the winners here. Um, I don't think I saw a damn thing that was nominated this year other than, like, Avengers. <laughs> so it's uh, that's, that's, that's always my uh, New Year's resolution every year, to go see more movies. So maybe this will be the year. But uh, let's see. Uh, lead actor was Joaquin Phoenix, who had a, an acceptance speech that was, like, 27 minutes long.
0: Wait, did yes. you see that movie, Scott? No. At least, wow. Um, I, heard,
1: I uh, for Joker, I heard you're not missing much. The I've heard it at best lukewarm things. So, yeah,
2: yeah,
1: uh, but yeah, uh, supporting role. Brad Pitt won one. Uh, for actresses, for seven. Well, it was it was a lifetime achievement.
0: So did you if, see that? You didn't see Once did Upon I a Time in Hollywood
1: either. Yeah, Jeez. I didn't see any. I still haven't seen uh, that movie. I work, work was keeping me busy. Uh, it was, it's either go see movies or record this podcast. Like I can't do both. Uh, the, the the people need the people <laughs> need to do this either. the people need to hear us. Uh, best actress was Renee, Renee Zellweger as uh, as Judy Garland in the movie Judy. I didn't even know this was a real movie. Who the
2: hell is Renee Zellweger?
1: Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even know this was a, a real thing. But uh, there we are. Um hmm. for, Forward Supporting, uh Laura Dern in Marriage Story. So I keep seeing Marriage Story pop up. That every single clip I've seen of that looks more uncomfortable than seven. <laughs> so so I don't I don't know that I'm gonna be in a rush to, to watch that one anytime soon. Uh agree. Yeah, it looks it looks good, I guess. Uh animated mm-hmm. film, uh Toy Story four. Um uh, Kind right. of, I didn't. You know, doesn't seem like a particularly strong field, though. So I don't know.
2: Uh, Spider-Man uh, Into the Spider-Verse should have won last year, and this year it, too. Did, it did win that. Good. No, it didn't. Oh yeah, anime, it did. Uh, yeah, it should have won for Best yeah. Picture
1: Achievement in Cinematography, nineteen seventeen, costumes, Little Women, uh, directing. Well, they were so tiny; it was yeah. incredible how they made those costumes. Oh, yeah. Force, force perspective. <laughs> <Wait. laughs>
0: was Buffalo Bill the costume designer then?
1: <laughs> should she? Was she grapey fabric? That is super strong, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> oh wait. <laughs> we're going back. Uh, so, uh. Uh, achievement in directing. So, best director uh, was Wang uh, Jun Ho for Parasite. Uh, You'll see a, th- a theme here pretty soon. Uh, skipping mm-hmm. documentaries. <laughs> uh, Ford vs. Ferrari, one for um, editing. Did not see that one. Uh, best international film. I, I like that they've changed this from like, best foreign film or foreign language film to just best international feature. Uh, Basically everything outside of a Hollywood machine, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. Parasite won that as well. Um, uh, Makeup uh, was for Bombshell. I saw that one. How was that? It was good. And
0: the makeup, yeah, they did... Well, to make... I, at first, I was like, "Wow, you made uh, Charlize Theron and Margot Robbie hot." That's that's real award winning <laughs> yeah. material there. But then I forgot, like Margo, not Margot Robbie. Uh, Charlize Theron does look like that box Ma- girl, Colley. so they did basically did a lot of stuff there. Yeah, and then what's his face uh, from uh, Lithgow? They put a bunch of stuff on him to make him a mess. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, cats didn't win for no makeup. surprisingly. <laughs> uh ach- <laughs> or special effects yeah. it, it 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 won for best movie of all time though uh achievement in
2: uh what do they in the field of excellence yeah.
1: uh have yeah, the, the name of some of these awards are stupid but uh basically original score is choker um original song was yeah. i'm gonna love me again from rocket man you- <laughs> not see that but that was Elton johns win uh
0: I'll turn John. Yeah.
1: So movie of the year. Movie of the year. Uh, so they they went back to the 10-picture the format. I think there's 10 here. Um, so I'll actually run through these real quick. I saw none of these. Uh, Ford vs. Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. And the uh the big winner here was Parasite again. Um so it's pretty cool. Um you know, maybe Hollywood is not just doing this to go through the motions, maybe they're actually starting to pay attention to some of these things. I I know we've done a couple of Korean movies um on this podcast and talked about others and yeah, there's definitely some some really cool stuff uh, that's that's come out of Korea uh cinema, South Korean cinema. Um mm-hmm. So yeah, we look forward to maybe talking about this in the near future. I don't know. Um, everything else doesn't really matter because uh I don't I don't think Avengers won anything. So There we go. <laughs> yeah, the director again though, um Wong Jun Ho, uh he was pretty funny. Like he kept talking about how he was just gonna drink after the <laughs> as soon as the words he was gonna drink all night. Uh, it's, uh yeah uh, original screenplay, Parasite again, um adapted mm-hmm. screenplay Jojo Rabbit one so, uh, the director of Thor Ragnarok, <laughs> so Taika Waititi. Uh, so yeah, uh, another another year another Oscars some snubs in the in memoriam as usual. Uh, uh yeah I didn't. I wasn't really paying too close attention to this, as, as I have in previous years. But uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much all I wanted to talk about was the the winners, as it were. Uh, Alex, anything you wanted to mention? Uh,
2: I played Jedi Fallen Order, okay, and I enjoyed it. It's a good game.
0: Yeah, and look, an episode for Alex and I reviewing it on Patreon. Woo! Here you go.
1: You guys give like exclusive. You give uh, lead strats.
2: Yeah, get good. Get, get. This game is hard. Get good, kid.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, anything else? Nope. All right, uh, Jeff. Anything you want to mention?
0: <clears throat> uh, real quick, as far as games, I the other night I was flipping through uh, on YouTube and I found a documentary on. Half Life in the history and I guess Blizzard, not Blizzard. Um, wow. Who is it? Valve. They won't do anything. But it's all these people who like were subcontracted it and everything talking about it. It was pretty interesting to me. But one thing I found out is a whole community that's basically remaking the original Half Life. So I don't know if you remember when those whole Source Engine came out. They re-released Half Life, but they kind of half-assed it. It didn't look that much better. You mean um, they, they look,
1: they look, these people yeah, have
0: they gone like, quarter-assed it then? yeah hey oh um (laughs) that's true i guess the way i worded that but anyway um there's this fan committee's gone out and redoing it and i download it's called black mesa you can find it on uh steam it's pretty cool if you like half-life um totally like the graphics definitely updated um definitely definitely updated Mm -hmm. uh so yeah that's kind of, I played it for a little bit. I will, I already told Alex uh, before we started recording, like, I did get a little bored with it right away just cuz Half-Life 1 is still a little bit of a slog compared to Half-Life 2, but it just if you're into it, I something that I started playing, I recommend that. And then um also speaking of Patreon, um as for my the, for the Star Wars Jeff talks about Star Wars stuff. I'm going to start watching the Clone Wars episodes. And Alex is going to do it too. You may not be able to join me for every episode, but we're gonna. I'm with you too. (laughs) We're gonna try to watch them. Um, We each found a list of like you know essential episodes to watch. But if any of our listeners have a list of their own they want to throw our way, I know in the past we've been throwing you know make sure you watch the Darth Maul arc and stuff. But if anyone else has a list they want to forward our way, please do it. We're all uh not all, but Alex and I are at least open to a. Seeing what people like out there and we you know we don't want to watch every episode, but we don't want to watch like ten either. So a good chunk of the stories that we want to watch. So Yeah. Um yeah, that's all I got.
1: Okay. It sounds like we're good. Uh anything else? So we got we got another so so we, we so, <laughs> so no. You like, you like stuff. stuff so we got another uh quotes from Springfield coming up soon. <laughs> so, again look out for yes. that as well in the, the Patreon page, and then again, uh, you know, anybody that wants to, to hop on the Patreon, we greatly appreciated. It. Uh, but it's worth stating again that you know, just just listening to to the free cast, as we call it, uh, as I called it just now, uh, is also greatly appreciated. So, 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 just keep yeah. listening. Thank you very much. Um,
0: we, we appreciate it all. Definitely, well said, Scott. And with that. Thanks for listening, everybody.
2: Yeah. Happy Valentine's Day. Uh, snuggle up with your loved one and watch Seven.
0: Or Marriage Story.
2: <laughs> yeah, or Marriage Story.
0: Nice romantic yeah. movies. Uh, or Gone Girl. Yeesh. Yeah, or if that you're one. into anime,
2: Graveyard of well, the Well, that fireflies. one's the same thing you do, but anyway. Uh, Anyways.
1: Thanks, everybody.